I thank you for preserving us, for illuminating our hearts this morning, for joining us this morning as well, and co-joining us as we mingle with each other, Lord. I pray for myself, I pray that you will uh, help me to communicate your the uh, truths of your son, Jesus Christ, clearly. I pray that he will be glorified, that he will be cherished. I pray for my heart and the heart of my people that our hearts will treasure him and only him. God, the Holy Spirit, I pray that you will convict us this morning. I thank you for what you have done and what you will do in our lives. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and warn you today. As you may have already noticed, right behind me, I only have one text that I'm going to preach on, um, which is only, uh, which is Luke chapter 2, verses... I hope you already caught the theme of my sermon today. My brother Melvin went to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and specifically talks about uh, Jesus, what Mary was going to call her son, which is Jesus. And this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the child's name. Why this child's name is so important. Why did God the Father thought it was befitting for him to name his son Jesus? And as you can read the text again and follow along with me, in Luke chapter 2, verse 21, it says, And at the end of eight days... When he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Did you catch that? Before he was conceived in the womb. I'm sure many of you have children. If you don't have children, you have grandkids. And... um. It's always an exciting time for uh, for the parents to name their child. You already have preconceived thoughts uh, what on what the child's name or your children's name was going to be before you even had them. If you take me and my wife, for example, we have um, at least three names locked down in, in memory. Zion, Zaria, and Emmanuel. We don't even have any kids yet. But we know our kids' name, names when we have them. And this is the same thing with the father. Before he was conceived in the womb, before, 
I think that's very remarkable for the simple reason that God already knew what he was going to call his son. Granted, the word, I mean, the name Jesus is a common name. It was common then. It's not as so much common now, but it was common then to the point where the, that his name wasn't exclusive to himself alone. In Hebrew, the the equivalent for for Jesus' name is Joshua. It's Joshua. Literally means that, and how you pronounce it in Hebrew, I'm not a Hebrew scholar by any means, so don't throw stones at me if I mispronounce the equivalent, the uh, correct way of saying this. But in Hebrew, the word Joshua, the name Joshua is Yahshua saves. Yahshua saves. There we go. Yahshua saves. Yahshua. And that's how we got the word Joshua from. And it literally means that Yahweh saves. Yahweh saves. Um. I remember a couple of years back, only probably two years back, I was talking to a Jehovah Witness. We have coffee together at Starbucks. We will sit down. I already knew the nature of our time together. We knew that we were going to debate each other about who is God and who, and more in particular, who is Jesus. In their mind, for Jehovah Witnesses, Jesus is nothing but an angel. He is Michael, the arch, arch angel. All right? But for me, as I hold on to my convictions and I read scripture and get to know who this Jesus is, I don't see him as an angel. Why do I say this? Turn over to Luke chapter 1 and look at Luke 1 verses 34 and we'll read on down. Starting in verses 34, this is Gabriel. He came to Mary. He said, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? In fact, let's go back up. Go to verse 32. Verse 30, I'm sorry. Go to verse 30. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, verse 32, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. Jump down to uh, verse 34 and verse 35. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said, 
the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So when I read scripture, I don't see an angel. I see the personhood of God. I see, when I see Jesus, I see God in flesh. So when we talk about this child's name, we have to come to the conclusion that this child is special. My uh, Jehovah Witness friend is saying, okay, what is his name? I'm saying to myself, his name is Jesus. He said, no, his name is Jehovah. Yes, it is. But this individual is Jesus. Even more, more so, I told my Jehovah Witness friend, our acquaintance, I should say, I quoted what what Moses said uh, when he was speaking to to God himself. Moses said, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said to this people, uh, say, say to this people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This is Moses asking, okay, Lord, when you send me back to Egypt, who should I say that sent me? God said, tell him, I am sent you. In Moses' mind, he's coming from a cultural place where they worship God, many gods. And he was trying to identify, okay, since the children of Israel was in Egypt, was in enslaved for 400 years, they were culturally damaged to the point where they don't know who was going to uh, rescue them. By what name should I tell them? Who shall I say to them who sent me? God's simple answer is, I am sent me. If we fast forward in the New Testament, this is exactly what Jesus said. I and the Father am one. I come from the Father. When Jesus said, I and the Father are one, what did the Jews do? They wanted to pick up stones and to stone him. And rightfully so. Because he is ascribing, he is claiming deity upon himself because they knew beforehand. Sorry, (laughs) someone's calling me. They knew beforehand by reading Old Testament scriptures, saying, if I am, he is saying that I am God. Now, 
the reason why they pick up the stones is to say, okay, if you're not God, you should be stoned. And that's true. If you're not God. But Jesus was testifying to himself. So, I have, uh, I have went to uh, Pastor Gus's house while Faith was there. And as Faith was walking outside uh, her dad's home, Pastor Gus said, Faith, have faith. He used her name as a way to say, have actions. Action, take faith. Be mindful of who you are. Be mindful of your name. How much more when it comes to Jesus himself? Because when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God in the flesh. Not man became God, but God became man. And Jesus' name was given before he was conceived in the womb, according to Scripture, as we just read. So this Jesus, I don't know about any other Jesus. There are a lot of Jesus out there, self-proclaimed Jesus. If you go on YouTube and you look up uh, many videos and you will see a uh, Caucasian Jesus, you will see a black Jesus, you would see a Hispanic Jesus. You would see so many people who are ascribing the deity of Jesus upon themselves. I don't know about them. But when it comes to Christ in Scripture, I would say he is Jesus. And this Jesus is the same person that was in the Old Testament. I have to make a distinction here because I don't want you to get confused. When I say the same person, I'm not saying that God the uh, Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are the same person because they're not. If you say that, that's modalism. This is something one of the bit-time preachers say, um, that God the Father and God the Son are the, are the same they're not. We do not believe in modalism. We believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three persons, but one God. So when I say this person, Jesus, is the same person in the Old Testament, he's acting according to his own will, his own personhood within the triune God. This Jesus saves. This Jesus was sent here to save people. Why do I say that? Because if you read First Corinthians, uh, Chronicles chapter 16, verse 35, this is David's song. Um, this is when they was bringing the Ark of the Covenant, uh, taking the Ark of the Covenant and, and bringing it along with them. And this is David singing. And within his song, he says, 
Save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Save us, O God of our salvation. Save us. If you continue, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3. It says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, your Savior. One more, Isaiah chapter 45, verse 21. It says, declare and present your case. Let let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago, who declared it of old, was it not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a righteous God in a Savior. There is none besides me. When God became man, when he, when he according to his own good pleasure, wanting to dwell in flesh and still remain in the flesh. He knew beforehand that he would save people from their sins. God is in the saving business. He desires to save. And he will save. God saved people in the Old Testament. And he is saving people today. His nature hasn't changed. How his methodology did. But his nature didn't. So when we look at Luke chapter 21, we come to this pivotal moment in our texts, in our sermon series. I know that we already talked about the incarnation. Uh, if you don't, if you remember, the incarnation is God dwelling in human flesh, and this is what we see on, um, in, in chapter two that God and came, God, the second person of the Trinity, came and dwell in human flesh. But here, I want us just to pause for a second. And to really understand why he came. Because everything is going to point towards Jesus. So, if you turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke 19, verse 10. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Came to seek and save the lost. So this is Jesus, been born in the flesh, desired to dwell in man, I meant to dwell with man. Now he's going to be circumcised. Now he's, he was birthed 
Um, and as he's been birthed now, his ministry is going to start, and his starting ministry is this, to seek and save the lost. Amen? Amen. So, and again, I, I don't know if I, did I forewarn you already this is going to be a short, pithy sermon? I did? Okay. Trust me, I make up the time next week, next Sunday. I will preach as long as you want me to until you start falling asleep like Paul did in, in Acts. <laughs> I'm teasing. All right. But nonetheless, several more scriptures and I come to a close. And this, in First John chapter 4, verse 10, and this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You know, as a little kid, and we still sing it sometimes, or at least I hear it on the radio, this particular song. There's something about the name Jesus. There's something about the name Jesus. There's something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. Yeah, I heard this song plenty of times, and I must agree there is something about this particular name. More importantly, it's something about the person who have this name. Why is the incarnation important? Why did God felt it was pleasing to dwell in human flesh? Because if you re- remove the incarnation, if God so in his holy and, and, and just mind didn't see it was pleasing to, to, to come in human flesh, and to dwell among men, then all of us, the logical conclusion to that would be all of us will be left to our own demise. We will be lost. If God didn't step in to intervene on our behalf, we would die in our sins. God has many names as we as we try to relate to his character. We sing we sing his names in his songs, God Almighty, God of peace, God my Savior, Lord, King, my comforter. We ascribe these names to him because we, in our limited thinking, are trying to relate to a God that cannot be known, ultimately, unless he reveal himself to us. And as he's revealing himself to us, we come up with these terms and say, oh, you're my comfort. You're my king. You are my peace. 
So whenever a Jehovah Witness comes and say, Jehovah is his, is his name, you say, yeah, you're right. You're right, Miss Mr. or Miss J.W. You're right, but he also have many names, too. But one name in particular is that he's a savior. He is a savior. Look at Luke chapter 2 again and jump up to uh, verse 10 and 11. I know I, I informed you guys about this before, but I just want to uh, show you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. And as you can see behind me, according to John chapter 1 verse, uh, 1 John chapter uh, 4 verse 10, this Savior was sent for the propitiation of our sins. Not his, because he is sinless. We are sinful. Don't let no one ever confuse you about the personhood of Christ Jesus. Because our Lord, our Christ, which means the anointed Messiah, the anointed one, is our Savior. And as we have learned last week about the shepherds coming to uh, coming to the manger and and visiting and trying to grasp what occurred before they arrive, according to Luke chapter two. And they went out after they saw uh, Mary, Joseph, and the baby land in the major. They went out praising and glorifying God. And I told you before, we don't know their enthusiasm, uh, enthusiasm continued or they dole right on out like typical Christians normally do. And like I do sometimes. Uh, yeah. That we're, where we don't want to share the gospel anymore. They once were, the shepherds were excited. They went out praising God. Question mark. We don't know what happened. We can say that they were evangelists at the end. But how much they evangelized, we do not know. But what we do know is this. We do know if they were evangelizing, they had to proclaim Jesus in these terms. That's what we do know. Because when you evangelize, I hope you don't say there's no 
other name under heaven by which man can be saved, and that name is somebody else itself, uh, uh, instead of Jesus. I don't think you're doing that. Many people are doing that, but not us. When we go out, we say the same words. We say, is there is, is salvation in no one else? For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Try to go to God the Father and say, Lord, take my name. Accept me as my own. My name is Travis. I should be entering your heaven. I should be with you. They'll kick me out with a large boot. No. The only way to the Father is Jesus. Nothing else. No one else. It's Jesus. What else are you going to give people when you talk to them? Who else are you going to say, oh, you should be saved by? What else are you going to talk to people when you come to them and you say to them, okay, here is the salvation. There is nothing else in this world that can save you except for the personhood of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. And this is, this should be our posture towards people. It should be our desire to share with people, to say, okay, we have to warn you. Or as Paul says, we persuade men from the wrath to come. We're persuading people to not go on their own, not to look within themselves, but to look into the personhood of Jesus who can save them. Because if they do not, then the logical consequence of their own actions, of their own will, is eternal damnation. Again, Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And at the end of the eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. As the Lord said in, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, before I knew you, before you was formed in the womb, I knew you. When it comes to the epitome of Christ, God always knew his son. He knew him before he even came to dwell on earth and was taken back up with the father. He knew his son. He will always know his son. And he knew beforehand what his son's name was going to be. So this child's name is Jesus. Amen? Amen.
I bet many of you are excited. You get to go home, <laughs> get ready for the Super Bowl, 